the Farm Advisory Service podcast. Audio advice on livestock, crops and soils, environment, rural business and more. Brought to you in association with the Scottish Government. Welcome to today's podcast through the Scottish Farm Advisory Service. My name is Kirsten Williams and I work with SEC Consulting based in the northeast of Scotland. In this podcast, we're going to hear from Laura Hinnikins, who has made some really bold decisions and moves to follow her dream of farming in Scotland. Laura, can you first of all just tell us about your farm, what you do, your system? Uh, hi, Kirsten. Uh, yes, of course. So um, I work mainly as a self-employed shepherdess. Uh, I do most of my work as a gathering. I have quite a lot of places I do up north. Uh, and otherwise, I've got uh, a tenancy of 150-acre farm. Uh, so I've got 500 breeding ewes and 250 ewe lambs plus uh, fat lambs. So they are, most of them are cheviots. I just have 100 uh, cheviot mules, and I'm using uh, the blue-faced Leicester, the traditional type, on uh, the cheviot to get the mules. Uh, also, uh, with my partner, Ewan McKinnon, we have a, a small new venture of uh, lamb boxes. So we try to sell direct to a customer, and it's called uh, Low Hill Lamb. And you're currently based in Lanarkshire, but it, your voice doesn't sound like you're native to Lanarkshire. Do you want to tell us a bit about where where you're from and what brought you to Scotland? Uh, no, I'm I'm not from Scotland. Uh, I'm trying to hide my accent, but it doesn't work, obviously. So I speak French, and uh, and I come from Belgium. Uh, so I decided to move over to the UK um, when I was studying. So I, was stu I studied uh, agronomy and um, and I really like to work with sheep. So I was working a little bit with sheep in Belgium. Um, and uh, I just uh, I just realized that there wasn't many opportunities in Belgium to work with sheep. Uh, so I started to, during my study, go back and forward to the UK just to learn more uh, about the sheep industry. Um, so when I uh, when I finished my study the day I graduated, I took my dogs and my stuff and in my van and uh, and I drove over to try to find some some work in the UK. So um, it was five years ago, um, and it didn't really work well, like not straight away, uh, because uh, I got. Finally got a job as an employee shepherdess, but I had to do quite a few things before. Um, yeah, to sleep in my van quite a few times and and do some woofing and things like that. Um, but yeah, so I I got there, uh, and after a few months, I um, I became self-employed because it's uh, something that suits me better than uh, being employed. Um, yeah, so, but I, I think at that point, I already thought that I wanted my own sheep and I wanted to start uh, to have my own animals as well. So I had no money and I knew that I needed some to get started. So I started to earn money by selling some of the good dogs that I had. So I made quite 
a few big compromises and uh, and also uh, give uh, sheepdog clinics uh, abroad quite a lot um, to manage to get a budget to, to do what I wanted to do. So if I'm picking this up rightly, you moved from Belgium to Scotland without a plan. You had your dogs in the back of a van and a small amount of money and just came over, slept in your van until the right opportunity came. And then you you have basically built yourself up to your 500 yows, 250 yow lambs from that start five years ago. Mm, yes, that's it. <laughs> it sounds like a plan then. <laughs> <laughs> and and now you're obviously you're you're in a you're in a farm you started off working for people on a self-employed basis what made you go from being kind of self-employed working for other people to having your your own was that always the path that you wanted to go on uh, yes, I think I always wanted my own sheep, but uh, but I really knew that I had so much to learn, and I still learn so much. So I, I really like the self-employed part because you can still go in different farms and and learn a lot and uh, and get new ideas and uh, and yeah, you you keep questioning yourself all the time. So so self-employed was was really good to me, and it's still really good to me, but. Um, but yes, I, I wanted to get my own sheep. I was kind of desperate a couple of years ago. Um, and this is this is when I actually got a chance um, to, to meet the right people. So uh, my partner, Yoon, was uh, shearing in Mull and I just wanted to take a few days off. And I just came over and helped some farmers uh, to gather the sheep and to help with the wool at shearing time. And, um, and I got to talk to the son of a farmer there um and uh, and i told him what i was looking for and that i was desperate for something and uh, and he's been absolutely brilliant um he called me a few weeks after uh, and he said he had uh, he heard of an opportunity and then i got to meet uh, andy and lynn Barr. so um they they own the farm i'm in uh, right now and it's just a small uh, 150 acre farms and uh, and they wanted to help a new entrant, and I think that's a really important thing here. Is that I know the podcast I made to inspire young farmers, but I really think that here I shouldn't be inspiring anybody. But I think Andy and Lynn uh, are really inspiring um, because they wanted to retire from farming and uh, and they wanted to give someone else a chance. Um, so, so they 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 basically uh, helped me with absolutely everything here. So they they have offered you a tenancy, and that's a a five year tenancy. And so you're you're there with your own stock farming their land, but they're very much still on the farm and kind of advising you and mentoring you about the sheep and about the land. Is that right? Yes, that's exactly that. I mean, they're, they're always there if I have any problems or they, they're always in the lambing shed. Uh, they say they wanted to retire from farming, but I don't think they've ever worked as much <laughs> uh, as now. So, no, they're absolutely brilliant. Um, Having them there to kind of almost hold your hand a little bit or mentor you and, and help, has that been the thing that's kind of driven you forward, That's that's made you 
bigger than you thought you were going to to be or do more than you thought you would do yes definitely i mean they, they are they're always uh, they're always asking questions and and they're helping so much and i, I I did find it really hard to start with because I'm someone that really liked to work on my own and do my own thing and all that. But actually, I just learned to to, to go with it and and it has been absolutely brilliant. And what would you say as being a, a young person, not just into farming, but obviously coming, coming to um, Scotland, starting from very, very little, building yourself up, what has been your kind of main challenge or your barrier and getting to where you are today? Um, I don't know. There's been quite a few, to be honest. Uh, I, I don't know. I think, I think the hardest thing to do is to be able to move on um, from a from a place uh, like, for example, the previous place I was, I was, I was uh, the previous place I was uh, working at. It was a really beautiful place. The people are really nice and the work was really nice. And I had also lots of uh, self-employed work around me and it was absolutely brilliant. But then I knew that there was no future for me there. And I knew I really wanted my own sheep. Uh, so I think sometimes it's good to, to just, uh, to just get out of your comfort zone. And, uh, and I give up all that to start something else. So you've you've started something else. You've you've moved away from where you were comfortable, and you've moved somewhere else. So that that is a big challenge, and I suppose it's it's half mindset as much as anything. Staying away from where you're comfortable to to move to the next place. A lot of new entrants find barriers or challenges in finding land, finding finance. How have you got over challenges like that? Uh, I would say. Finding uh, the finance is pretty hard. Uh, so, so as I said previously, I've I've had to do quite, quite, quite a few big sacrifices, and saying dog that I really really liked and and being away for, uh, for weeks uh, at times to give clinics abroad and in even even in other continents and. And all that, doing something that I, I wasn't actually really good at, like giving clinics is like talking to lots of people and showing them things. And I'm actually not really good with people. So I think it's always about building new skills. You just need to be ready for the next challenge. And there is like challenges all the time. When you think you, you figured out something in farming, then there is the next thing coming. <laughs> and uh, you have just problem all the time. And I think you need to enjoy it. And um, and I, I think there is big challenges, yes, like finance or finding lands. But it's it's to me, it's really about the journey. It's not really about you know getting a farm or having a thousand sheep or two thousand sheep. It's it's really about the memories that you make while you you try to get something. When you work really hard, then the harder you work, the 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 better will be the reward when you actually get something. And you've obviously got a huge amount of determination, you know, to come to come in your van with your dogs. Um, I suppose they were your companions at the start and then selling them to, to get more kind of capital, to get more finance coming in, to then go to, to different countries to teach people about dogs. Is that like, are you still 
doing work with dogs? Are you breaking dogs, selling dogs? Are you doing any trialing? Like, where are you now with the dogs? Uh, yes, I still I still do. Uh, well, obviously not at the moment with the the COVID, but I still really really enjoy working uh, and trialing with my dogs. Um, I just think there is like priorities that I want to put in my life and. When I really wanted my own place with my own sheep, I think I put that first. And uh, now that I have that place, then I really hope I will maybe put more time into my dogs. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you've also, you, you said at the start there that you're doing boxed lamb. And I take it like your determination keeps coming through. And I suppose you've you've seen an opportunity and yourself and your partner are are trying to kind of build that. H how are you finding that? Like, are, have you, you've obviously just recently started it. How are you finding marketing it, getting, getting a kind of final product with your actual stamp on it, something that's, that's yours? How are you finding that? Uh, I really, I really think that uh, we we first started that because uh, just because we thought that there was so much into the social media about uh, well that that was against farming and um, and it's kind of depressing I think especially when you're a new entrance I mean I don't think um, I don't think young people um, are really proud anymore of being farmer or shepherds or whatever because there was so much in the social media that is against uh what we do and uh and i really wanted to to make something change and so then Yun and um and we just thought by selling direct that would maybe teach people something and we had lots of plan before the covid like uh uh open days and and things like that but Obviously, we've tried to put a bit more into the social media. Uh, again, it's like another skill we need to develop because um, none of us is really good at it. <laughs> so we're trying to do little videos and that. And uh, so it's, it's, I think it's very rewarding to see that your your lambs are going direct to customers and that they're actually maybe having a look at our website and, you know, uh, just, just trying to, to discover a bit what we do. Uh, so you've built yourself a website. How have you found the kind of building a brand, you know, making making a logo, making it yours, standing out from other people's kind of home-produced products? Um, we we actually didn't do it ourselves uh, for the logo and the website because, um, as I said, we're a bit um, hopeless with, <laughs> with media, <laughs> social media. So, so we got... Um, we gave all our ideas and what we wanted to do, and um, and we got it made by uh, Anne Anderson. So that was she has been brilliant with us, and she's doing a, a fantastic job and trying to make some um, some banner for outside the yard and things like that as well. And do you think when when times allow in COVID that you'll do some like trade shows, farmers markets, that type of thing? Uh, yes, I, f I think we would like to do that. We haven't been focusing on that just yet because obviously we just started our business right uh, when the COVID started as well. Um, but yes, I think it would be something we would like to do and try to inform the public a bit more about what actually happened in a farm and uh, and it's not 
exactly what the social media say about us. And like you've you've obviously had a fair journey in the last five years since being in your kind of mid twenties young girl coming over to a different country and building up what you've got today. What would be your bit of advice to another new entrant looking to start an agricultural business what would be your your kind of key bit of information to tell them uh, I don't know if I've got much advice to give but I would say that personally I think um, I think sometimes it's good to move on uh, even if you are in a really comfortable place with good salary good 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 work good people then if you don't see yourself there in 10 years then it's time to move if you don't see that you're going to be happy there or like satisfied with what you've got um in a few years then i think it's time to move that you, you always need to to learn from from everybody so it doesn't mean that you need to move on every every two months but i really think uh it's good to take a step back and and try to think what is this place or this job is bringing me and and look after yourself rather than looking after other people um yeah that's maybe a bit bad to say <laughs> i think that's actually quite refreshing to be honest um advice to give because more often than not when you ask somebody that question it is usually around kind of barriers and it, it turns out to almost be negative advice or um it's it's quite nice to hear somebody actually speak about th think about yourself because if if you're not happy then the, the the business isn't you know it's not working effectively is it if if you're not happy so i think that's really quite nice advice to be honest um, so, so you've said that it's it's good to to move on and to always look forward. Have you got any other advice on that side? Um, I would actually say that because I've been in the case in this case, um, I think it's not about you know the farm that you're going to rent or the sheep that you're going to have, and um, it's really about the memories that you make. Um, and the path you you went through, and um, and it, it's really more rewarding than saying, "Oh, I worked for forty years in a farm, and then the farmers finally retired, and then I got the farm uh, off him." I mean, it's actually quite exciting to go through all the all the the little adventures until you get uh, what you want. And where where do you see yourself in the next five years? Like, what what is next for you and your business? Uh, well, the the um, uh, the tenancy here is a five year lease, so in five years I will uh, need to find another place. So I would love to find a hill farm. Uh, like, yes, I, I would love love to find a hill farm. Um, yeah, and right now what I would like to have is uh, a contract on a hill farm uh, nearby so that could I could actually start to learn um, more skills about running actually a hill farm because although I do lots of self-employed work in hill farms, I think the best is really to be looking after a place because this is really when you get all the responsibilities and 
it's when you really learn a lot. And you're obviously in Lanarkshire just now. You've never had a problem with getting up and moving far away. If an opportunity came up, say, in the north of Scotland from the, and just now you're in the southwest, would, would, would you just bite the bullet and just go with where the opportunity was? Yes, I think that would that would always depends on the farm, obviously. But I really think that it has to it has to worth it. And if it's if it's the right farm, then yeah, I would I would um, I would move definitely. Well, thank you very much, Laura. I think um, if if your story doesn't inspire people, then I don't know what will. To be honest, the the fact that you've you've just bitten the bullet, you've you filled the van, you've moved over to Scotland without much of a, a plan of where to go um, and there just in five years time you have gone pretty much from very little to being on a five-year tenancy with uh, 500 jows and there's many many a Scottish new entrant that five years on are still applying for tenancies and still looking for opportunities so I think it's absolutely amazing what you've achieved in such a short time and I really, really wish you all the best. And I really hope the the next time I hear um, from you is hopefully you phone in to say that you're on a hill farm and you've got the next step. So thank you so much for speaking to us today. And as I say, I wish you all the luck in the future. Thanks a lot, Kirsten. That was very really nice to interview me. <laughs>